0: Welcome to Money Hacks. I'm Chris Lim and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. We're asking Kelvin Goh, Head of Investments and Wealth Advisory at OCBC Bank, how best to put together a financial portfolio. Hi Kelvin, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So how does one actually put together a financial
1: portfolio? What is a portfolio in the first place? Well, Chris, a portfolio is essentially a combination of various assets based on our scenario. Typical portfolio consists of equities, bonds, which are essentially fixed income instruments, you could add in certain other asset classes, but I think for most traditional portfolios, it's on the basis of equity and a bond portfolio mix. And what are the general considerations
0: I would need to bear in mind when putting this together? Can I just go after one area that's doing very well? After all, sometimes, you know, some things are really hot and I only have so much
1: money to invest. Why don't I take it all and put it into that particular hot product? You bring up a very interesting point, Chris. The whole idea behind a portfolio mix is that, yes, while we want to get some form of exposure to various asset classes, the key to a portfolio building process is still very much based on diversification. So to your point, um, I mean, I can bring up a recent example. Everyone was quite crazy over Bitcoin just last year. So yes, uh, the run-up would have been quite fantastic. But on a similar token, if you were to be hit by the subsequent price action when it just fell through the bottom, your high exposure to this asset class would impact your portfolio or would impact your bottom line quite a bit. What we try to do is, in terms of the advisory process, what we're trying to do is, you should get some form of exposure But in the whole context of your whole portfolio, it should still be diversified. So ideally, you want a bit of, let's say, equities, a bit of bonds. You may have subsequent exposure to some of these more risky asset classes. But the mindset behind that is that should this asset class, if it falls through the bottom you won't be hit too badly simply because your overall portfolio is still diversified.
0: So diversification means not putting all your eggs in one basket? Is that what it means essentially?
1: Uh, Yes, it's a bit of a cliche, okay. But at the end of the day, when you have an investment portfolio, you also want it to track the market. I think one key aspect that most investors fail to realize is that a portfolio should be with you over the long term. You don't want to be having sleepless nights, let's say, for example, or tracking the price action, waking up in the middle of the night just to see how, let's say, the US market is performing or uh, just tracking every piece of news that that comes in and its implications on the price of the asset that you're heavily invested in. Why we also strongly suggest a portfolio is that it should suit your lifestyle. Ideally, you want a portfolio that grows with you over the long term while you're mindful of the short-term implications of, let's say, a tweet by President Trump or a set of results that didn't come in as good as as expected. Again, if your portfolio is diversified, there may be some negative implications over the short term. But on the same token, if your rationale or the basis behind why you made the initial investment stays, you should be looking at the longer term picture and all these short term fluctuations in terms of price, it shouldn't impact you that badly. And I think that's one of the key aspects of why we strongly encourage diversification. It's not just for the sake of it, I think it also helps to steady down investors' behavior. And because of that, investors don't necessarily have to make short-term actions on the basis of emotions. And I think that's one of the key things on what we're trying to manage when we have a diversified uh, portfolio. So Kelvin, um, if if I were to apply some of the principles that you're recommending, I should treat my funds, apply a rule of percentages, a certain percentage. And what's the definition of long-term, short-term? What are we talking about? What time periods are we talking about? It's short-term and long-term right now. (laughs) It's quite different, especially after the crisis. Uh, I would define long-term as just as a rule of thumb, okay, anything past five years. So that should be the kind of view that you have in mind when you actually make certain forms of investment. And why this is important because you want the exposure to the asset class that you're having to you want it to work itself out over time. So if you have, like, let's say, a short-term need for the money, but you are getting exposed to a long-term asset class, you run into the risk that Let's say, for example, liquidity concerns coming in, you have to close off your investments prematurely. So while you might have your investment basis in mind on why you initially made the investment, but because of other considerations, you have to close off your position. So the investment doesn't work itself out. That's why it's important even before you go into the investment itself to have that idea of how long you want it to run to fruition to ensure that you also have sufficient funds or liquidity to take care of your short-term needs as well.
0: You mentioned earlier that equities are a key component mm. of a portfolio. What sure. exactly are equities
1: and why are they a key component? When you buy into equity, you essentially buy into a shareholding of a particular company. I would think that most companies, what is their key basis? When you set up a company, what exactly are you trying to do? You basically want your business to grow, you want your revenue streams to increase, you want to make profits. When you buy into a shareholding of a company, you are essentially buying into the future potential revenue streams for these companies. Ideally, if the company grows, you're getting a share of the profits accordingly. So, what you're trying to do essentially is to buy into a piece of business that will ideally grow over time. And hence, you get your profits or you get a share of the profits accordingly. So, with that in mind, okay, when you have an equity portion in your portfolio... As the business grows, your portfolio should be also growing up accordingly as well. Of course, the flip side can also occur. Should sure the business itself hit some form of heavy weather, let's say for example. The, the profits may be affected somewhat, at least in the short term. But again, it goes back, what was your basis behind going to this business? If the investment thesis, if it still holds, you should then continue holding on to the business and you should be then making adjustments accordingly. So like, let's say, for example, if the business hits heavy weather and you think that there's still potential and that this is just a short-term piece of news, you might even want to increase your exposure accordingly. So I think to your question on why you want to have equity exposure to begin with, generally speaking, again, as the economy or as the business grows, you want to be exposed to a business that continually grows and because of that, your portfolio should then be increasing in value accordingly. Thanks, Kelvin, for sharing some general
0: principles to bear in mind when putting together a portfolio and what exactly a portfolio is. This is Money Hacks, and you can listen to more podcasts on The Straits Times and The Business Times.